0: publishing a book is a victory, but it's not the end. After you sweep up the confetti and wash the champagne flutes, what's next? Authoring Onward is the podcast about those steps after your first publication, going from published author to having a long-term writing career. And that has no clear endpoints and plenty of ups and downs. But telling stories for the long term is so, so worth it sit back, listen, and together, let's author onward. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Authoring Onward. I'm your host, author, editor, and book coach, Connie B. Dowell. And while I've got some guests coming up for you, today is just a solo episode. So I thought I would do a take on something that I saw from a dietitian that I follow on YouTube. Um, Her name is Abby Sharp, and she did kind of her own spoof on the trend of influencers showing their daily routines that are so intense uh, that they couldn't possibly be sustainable in real life, and instead showed her very real daily routine, which was much more realistic, especially to the life of a busy working mother of two young children. And I thought that it might be helpful for some of you, especially on a show where I talk so much about um, a- about productivity, about the working life of being an author, and about work-life balance, and give recommendations that are often, you know, ideals. We don't always live up to the ideal plan. So I thought it might be helpful to talk to some of y'all about the messy real life of being an author and editor. Um, In the case, um, this is my real messy author-editor life. And as someone who focuses really heavily on productivity and work-life balance, um, and I feel like I've made improvements in that area, and it's something I love to talk about, I am far from perfect. And so here is kind of, before you get the idea that I'm just sitting here all day working blissfully, productively away on novels, this is a little bit of a glimpse of the less glamorous reality first off my days are super chopped up um just super chopped up I have been blessed to have more childcare this year than I've ever had before but I am still looking forward to next year when my daughter will be starting kindergarten for the first and for the first time I will have two kids in school all day which means I won't have to do the grueling schedule that I'm doing right now, which is get up early in the morning, get one kid ready to go on the bus. His dad takes him off to the bus. Then the other kid is awake and then I'm getting her breakfast and getting her dressed and getting me dressed. And then I finally drag her out the door to get her to school at nine o'clock. And then I go home um, as fast as is legally possible. And I work, work, work in Pomodoros. Again, kind of going as fast as I possibly can. Um, But I do sometimes get distracted here and there. And then I have to turn around at like 11.40 and make it back for a pickup at noon. And then I have to turn around, take her back home getting her settled in get her her lunch get me my lunch and then the nanny comes and then i go back into my office slash bedroom because we are in the tiny little townhouse and there is no other place to put there's just no other quiet place to work um there's no other quiet place to work so i just spend like way too much time in a single room where i am recording right now this is like the bulk of my life being spent in this one room um it's another reason i'm really looking forward to next year um where i when i would have more freedom to go throughout the house so i'm back up in this one room working away um from maybe about if i'm lucky it's more like it's I finally get up the stairs, because we have to get the lunch ready, and we have to get this ready, we have to get that ready. And then we have to have a thousand kisses goodbye, um, which are really sweet, but it also does add up. And so after all that time, I am lucky to get up here at, say, 12.40. If I'm less lucky, I'm actually starting work more like 1. And then I'm working until about 2.15, So again, a really short amount of time, and then I'm going to get him from the bus, and then I get him back from the, get the, get the one kid back from the bus, and I have to give him a snack, and then I have to come back up here, and I have to work a little bit more. And then depending on the day, some kid will need to be carted to some event, or if I'm lucky and it's Thursday, then I'll get to work until 4.30. Um, but so yeah, it's just a really chopped up day with lots of little interruptions and lots of little pieces um, and lots of going places, which is really annoying. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's really annoying, but it's what is making it work right now. Um, it is messy and annoying, but it's what's making it work right now. Um. Another part of the messy real life of an author and editor is that I am planning all the time. I am planning all the time. And part of that is because I enjoy planning. Part of that is because I cling to planning as a way to cope with the fact that I have a million things going on at any single moment. Um, and, but, and so I'm planning all the time. And yet I'm still kind of struggling to keep up. I'm still find myself over committing and having to reorganize things or saying, despite my supposed intention for 2022, that my word of 2022 is going to be sustainable, uh, I'm at this point in my business where there's going to be times where I say yes to more things than I feel comfortable with um, in the hopes that that's going to lead to more opportunities down the road and growth down the road that can lead me to a more sustainable business. So I'm I'm doing I'm sometimes, and this this week is one of those times, living a very unsustainable life. I've got way too much on my plate in the next couple of weeks. But I'm doing so I at least intentionally and with a limited time frame after that two weeks of going really hard, I am going to dial back to a more reasonable work load. Another part of the messy real life of an author and editor is that while you like to imagine your, your time spent either writing or reading and reading and reading wonderful books at complete leisure that you would never, ever, ever get sick of seeing pages in front of your face. When your job is reading, 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 surprisingly, you still want stories, but I find myself wanting them in a different format. And that's where audiobooks kind of come to the rescue. And so because I'm reading so much for work, my leisure reading becomes leisure listening. And, and occasionally, so if the, if this is huge as well, uh, it does help because occasionally I used to find myself feeling guilty that I should be doing more pleasure reading. I don't I love stories? What's going on? Can I, why am I not, you know, getting these huge, you know, Goodreads lists of things that other people are doing, like that people are doing these reading challenges and checking off just tons and tons and tons of books. Um, But I'm not. And then I realized that I actually am reading probably way, way more than them. I'm just doing it in the context of my work. And so my pleasure reading is, you know, slower pace, it's relaxed, it's chill. Um, So if you are reading less, or if you are consuming via audiobooks for pleasure, that's okay. Um, your, Your work is words, and sometimes we all do need a different way of input or a different pace. Another part of the messy real life of an author and editor is that my house is always a wreck. Um, as you might imagine from the schedule I described at the beginning of this episode, um, I'm really just kind of constantly on the go or trying to find places to, to make um, the work happen. So I, I'm just constantly on the go. By the end of the day, I'm like, I'm done. I'm just done. I'm exhausted. And that means that, that sometimes dirty clothes don't get picked up off the floor. Um, the dishes kind of sit in the sink until I realize I'm out of cups. Um, it, and I really did want to have my house decluttered and organized in 2022. And hopefully, by the end, that will happen. But it's just not a priority right now in this super busy season of life. So work-life balance isn't a perfect balance. It is a seesaw that just seems to keep going up and down. And I think when we talk about work-life balance, we we sometimes fall into the trap of thinking we're going to find like the perfect zen balance and it's going to be exactly the right amounts of work, and exactly the right amounts of life, and we're just going to keep on going that way. But instead, it's more like a seesaw. With some seasons of your life, more work, and some seasons of your life, um, more life. And right now, um, again, like I mentioned, it's, it's more of a stressful season because of the way that my days are chopped up, and just because these next two weeks are kind of packed. But after that, I have a much more lighter and freer schedule, So, it's just a seesaw that goes up and down um, through different seasons of life and even different seasons of the year. Uh, Summer is going to be a much different sort of season with its own challenges and its own stresses and its own sense of relaxation. Next part of being a Massey author, and editor, is you can only fix so much at one time. Um, and that's something that I've come to realize. Uh, and I used to be the kind of person that would try to have these really intense routines and set these life-changing routines for myself, sometimes in conjunction with National Novel Writing Month. I'd be like, okay, now I'm going to get my entire life in order, and I'm going to get out of bed, suddenly way earlier than I ever have before, and I'm gonna run a mile and then I'm gonna do this and then I'm gonna journal and then I'm gonna start my writing and then I'm gonna keep the house clean. You know what? That is a recipe for none of those things to happen. Oh my goodness, you can only really fix so much at one time. You can only focus on so much at one time. And so um in this you know busy season I've focused a lot on um, doing some activities that are gonna build my business in the long term. Um, and I've focused on you know keeping our house running good enough. Uh, it's still kinda messy, but it's good enough. We are surviving. And I signed up for a 10K back in February, which is happening this month. So I'm somewhat accountable for like taking care of my health. And even if I'm not Following the training perfectly, I've because I've made that commitment, I'm still kind of going. And the house can just kind of wait. It can just wait. Because you can only focus on so much at one time and fix so much at one time. When you're doing lots and lots of hard things, some things are going to fall through the cracks. Um, I will probably changed my mind on a lot of things much sooner than I anticipate. That's that's the next kind of lesson that I've learned, is I will get one system and one routine going and I will get another one going and I'll think this is the way I'm going to do things forever and then my methods have to change, either because life has made me change or because my own writing routines and interests have changed. So if you, you may find that as well. If you are a plotter, you may not plot as intensely forever. If you are someone who writes by the seat of their pants, you may one day find yourself drawn toward plotting out your next novel. And that's okay. Like it's okay to change your methods. It's okay to change your work habits. In fact, it's natural and should be expected. And so even a lot of the stuff that I'm telling you guys today, I expect myself to reflect back on in two years and maybe have very different opinions. And that's all right. So take what works for you in this moment, and maybe other things will work for you in different moments. And then some that work for you now won't. So it's just an ever changing process. Um, Then I guess, lastly. Know that like most authors, I do have a day job. So my day job is being a freelance editor. So I do have a good bit more control over my schedule. and But it is still a job, um, it is still a job and uh, with responsibilities. And I do tend to put my clients first and my own creativity second. So, I understand, like, the struggle with trying to balance those two things. And it's going to be the same sort of work-life seesaw, as I mentioned before. It's going to be sometimes you are focused... We're always kind of striving to minimize the extreme ups and downs of the seesaw, but... Sometimes that seesaw is going to lean more towards uh, your day job. And sometimes that seesaw may give you more time to write than to focus on your day job. Even if you've got a day job with very set hours, sometimes your mental energy is going to be more focused on that day job and that career development. And sometimes that mental energy, when off the clock, is going to be more focused on your creative pursuits. So that is another aspect of the the seesaw that I wanted to get in there that I didn't actually initially write in my notes. But it's another part of that messy real life of being an author. So that was my behind the scenes glimpse. And I, I hope some of this mess is relatable to you if you find yourself Um, equally messy, you you might like my messy author planner, um, link in the show notes, there is both a dated and undated version. Um, Or you might not. Um, Some people work well with planners and some people don't. Again, this is all about knowing yourself and knowing yourself in this particular stage of your life, because it can and will change um, over time. Things will change over time. Uh, that is all for this week. I will be back next week, um, probably with an author interview. And if you would like to get on the editing schedule for the much freer later part of April and into May and June, then head on over to bookechos.com services and let me know through the contact form what you're working on, what your timeline is, and what kind of editing you are looking for. Until next week, happy writing!